Good morning, beautiful people. How's it going on this lovely morning? I'm trying to get away from these lawnmowers back behind me so I can hear me. I hope it's not too loud. Um, but yeah, this morning I just want to touch on something real quick. I'm going to definitely be talking about this more and more in the future. And I'd love to have some other opinions uh, that, you know, have kind of lived the same uh, same life growing up. Uh, but I want to chat about what it's like growing up as a minority Indian in the deep south in the United States of America. And I don't say this um, and want to talk about this in order to stop things and, and beat up the racists and, you know, make for world change, which are all great ideals. And I would love to see all those happen. However, the reason I talk about it is this. Um, growing up as a young child, being Indian in a predominantly white, uh, white and black kind of community. Um, in the beginning, I remember just feeling such a deep sense of shame and confusion. And the reason I want to talk about this stuff today is because if there's some kids out there, if there's even adults living in, in situations and places where you don't feel like you're fitting in or accepted or whatever, <clears throat> I think it's important to hear other people that went through the same thing talking about it. Um, you know, it would have been really cool when I was a kid if I could have heard a podcast or a video that came on, you know, with a, a guy 10 years older than me saying, you know, he was Indian. He was born in this in New York. He was raised down south. It was real funny. People called him names. People would understand him. People made fun of him. His parents wanted him to do one thing. The rest of society wanted him to do another thing. Um, you know, it would have been amazing to be able to see that. And that's kind of why I want to talk about it and touch on it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as an as a early, early childhood, um, it's so weird. The small town we were in, my father was a predominant cardiologist and physician, so we didn't really have too much in our face racism. But all the, all the same, I remember so many instances of just being just being kind of ashamed and like ridiculed about my culture, and not for lack of knowledge, because my father would teach it to us. Um, it came predominantly from the ignorance um, and the lack of knowledge and education of, of the people around me. Um, and, you know, namely those small town schools in, in Mississippi and Alabama, where it's more important to kind of push religion and, and, and play football and, you know, um, and just throw some good grades up than it is to, you know, be a human, learn how to live, learn how to, you know, cohabitate in society, learn how to be um, humane to our, to our people around us and, and just learn to kind of mend into that lifestyle of, um, of being a human being that gives back and contributes to society. Um, and that's not really taught that they want that to happen, but it's not, you know, taught. They don't teach, they're not teaching kids these days, you know, how to do general life stuff, anything from bank accounts to tax filings to even getting a license and stuff these days. Um, I remember when I was in prison and I was helping out the people that were, you know, getting released soon. One of the biggest issues was people didn't know how to get their IDs, how to get their paperwork in order, in order to go get a license, to get a job, to, to apply for anything that they might be eligible for. Um, and many of those people didn't know how to, to read or write in order to do so either. Um, so yeah, I think that, I think it's all very, very important. I got a little bit off track, but I mean, yeah, coming back to the, to the topic and what we're speaking about, um, yeah, we all know racism is a problem everywhere. And definitely guys, listen to me on this. I ran away from America once thinking it was mostly just here. That political, racist, better than power trip BS is worldwide in our society and humanity. Um, however, it is not the dominant force. It is not how everyone is trying to be. Um, the few that are like that, you know, especially in your face like that, they get seen more because they're so out there with it and they're so almost radical with it. Um, 
See, I try, I try my best to kind of steer clear of any super, super radical, super, super strongly forced ideas or thoughts, uh, kind of like everybody and their mama trying to tell me right now to take a vaccine. And I'm not against the vaccine, I'm just waiting on the right timing. Um, but anyway, as, as I grew older and moved from Mississippi to Alabama, um, when I got to Alabama private school, I went to boot camp in Mexico. They had my name on the roster for six months. Everyone kept hearing my name as the kids who stole cars and got sent to Mexico. Um, so when I finally got to that private school in Alabama, it took a week or so to realize, like, wait a minute, this isn't protected Mississippi where everyone knows my father. No one knows us here. No one gives a shit about niceties. I mean, I, I started getting called all kind of stuff from, like, hello, thank you, come again, the Indian jokes, the 7-Eleven, to sand, N-I-G-G-A, um, all kind of stuff. I quickly, you know, started getting kicked out of schools and getting in fights for that because, um, you know, I've always had like a loving, good, open heart and, you know, always see the best. So even when I was in Mississippi, I was like, oh, they're not making fun of me. You know, I'm not really sure what's going on. Maybe it's just me. I'm confused. Um, by the time I got to Alabama and realized that people were not, you know, doing it subtly anymore, they were kind of really coming at me in my face. I was like, nope, this is not who I am. Uh, this is not a good thing. I'm not standing up for it. And I didn't know how to react to it the way I do now. Uh, back then, it was just anger, violence. I told a kid I was going to kill him when I was 12 or 13, <laughs> and they kicked me out of this super, super racist, uh, good old boy system school. Where, like the principal of that school even called, even asked me why I was dressing like a NIGG. I could, yeah, man, like I had a red FUBU sweatshirt on, and he pulls me over in the hallway and asked me this. And as a kid, 11, 12 years old, it didn't really register. But imagine the impact that must have had on me because. 20 years later, I remember the hallway, the position, the words exact for Zach, you know? So I think that the biggest point of this, there's two sides of this lesson. One is the kid, the person, the man, the woman out there that's in a community that, that you feel uncomfortable, that you might feel like you're the only Indian, you're the only white person, you're the only black person, you're the only brown person. Um, that's okay. You're in a beautiful opportunity and position to learn so much about other people and other cultures. Um, don't let yourself bring that energy on you by feeling shame by feeling confusion when it's not coming from the outside, right? Now, by all means, if someone tries to make fun of you, shame you, you do not have to put up with that. You don't have to get violent, but you don't have to put up with it, and you can be very clear and get yourself away from that. Um, but what I learned, you know, looking back, most of the time at a younger age, and especially in the beginnings of these stages, we're not even really attacked that much. We're not thinking anything's going on, but it's just, it's such a, almost a culture shock to be, the only person quote unquote like you with your skin color and your eyes and your nose like in that area uh, that's also a beautiful magical special thing and it took me 20 years to learn that y'all learn it when you're 10 learn it when you're 12 learn learn the the beauty of individuality and different culture and how big of a blessing it is to be something unique in a sea full of the same shit you know um and it doesn't mean that if there's 50 white people in an area they're all not special every one of them have their own uniqueness we're talking about that that racist based on looks, you know, mentality and ideals. Um, and that gets broken and washed away over time when both sides, first of all, all the racist people, they have to stop with that BS judging people on the way they look. That's just, to me, it used to make me mad. Now it makes me sad. I just feel bad for people that are operating on that mental level of capacity of, out of hate and anger and just judgment and not wanting to try to even know people based on how they look or their color or something like that. Um, it's just... It's just absolutely ridiculous to me. However, the people, us, the minorities that have you been used to being, um, you know, tyrannized and, and all this, we have to understand and come to a place where, you know what, we're proud of who we are. 
We have no shame. And um, we're upholding our, our culture and our beliefs and our values. And say if you're a black American from America and you don't know what your culture is, it's okay. Make your culture. I'm Indian, Punjabi, living in the South, travel to the world. I speak Spanish, Hindi, and Punjabi. I like a whole bunch of different religions. I follow none of them. I'm spiritual. I'm Punjabi, but I cut my hair and I sell hair extensions. So like, there's so many like polar opposites within me. If, if I had to pick a culture or religion, I never did. I just picked my own way and went with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of went in a circle again, but back to the other reason of, of why we're needing to talk about the racism. And, and like I said, it's not only just to bring awareness and light to it. There's plenty of that, you know, going on these days. It's to help. I believe this is more important to help that abused or made fun of kid or person or man or woman or child out there that's dealing with these feelings of shame, of curiosity, of hatred, uh, just solely based on what they look like. And to kind of be a, a source of power, inspiration, and strength uh, that they can kind of tune into or even touch base with. Um, Y'all, if we're minorities and there's a majority out there, you know, hurting us, Indians, blacks, color, whatever, you know, we should be talking to each other. We should be talking to each other, working these things out. And I'm open. If you're facing something like this or something's going on, give me a call. You know, my number is available as direct on the podcast. Give a sister, a brother, a friend a call. Definitely don't keep it inside of you. Um, I, I've always learned it's better, better out than in. And if you're dealing with, with you know, really, really difficult people and stuff like that, you know, don't be afraid of, of where you are, your position, reach out to somebody, reach out to even, you know, law enforcement, if you have to, if it's getting to be, you know, a daily thing or harassment or physical type of threatening thing. And, um, I don't know y'all, I, I, I've been born in the South. I, I lived all over. I hate when people say, quote unquote, I don't see color. Cause I mean, everybody sees color. Um, it's kind of like one of those things that people say, like, I'm not racist. I have, I have white friends type of thing, whatever. Um, for me, I don't know, man. I've, I've always, since a young age, been able to see past what a person looks like and find something that I like within them, something special and natural. I think that's one of my superpowers is just always finding the good in people and being able to relate to them. So um, I've had, I've been robbed by black folks. I've been shot at by black folks. I've been um, stabbed by white folks. I've been lied to by white folks. I've been robbed by a Spanish dude in Harlem or West Harlem in, in New York. Um, none of that would ever make me hate everyone that looks like that person, you know? Um, definitely, like, I can say the person that did that to me, I mean, he ain't shit. He's not a not shit person. It's okay. I've forgiven him. I've moved on. Um, I don't hold hatred in my heart. I also don't hold any space for any kind of relations or friendship or anybody, you know, like that at all, period. Um, but I think if we can all come to a place of understanding and curiosity for different culture, different people, different ways of thought, um, the world will come to a beautiful place. At the end of the day, that, that's what we're fighting about. That's what the biggest wars in, in history are is over religion and over, over ways of thought and how things should run and who should control what. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we're all humans. We're all on this earth together to create love, joy, happiness, and, and spread that and really experience these physical bodies that we have been blessed with this, you know, amount of time to have. Um, and then, you know, who knows what happens on the other side. Um, my belief is that the energies and the, the things we put out definitely um, are reflected, you know, now, tomorrow, and a thousand years from now as well. So keep hate out of your heart, y'all. Believe in love. I'm going through a little bit of a tough time right now, uh, trying to make some decisions and trying to slow down my life and figure out where I want to be and what I want to be doing. And 
who I want to be doing it with and what kind of impact I want to make on the world. And so I'm kind of uh, not daily on the podcast right now, but I'll, I'll keep it up as much as possible. I'd really like to, to chat with one of y'all on here one of these days. So if you listen this far, thank you so much for tuning in. Go ahead and hit like, subscribe, share. Um, let's start getting these conversations out there to, to everybody. Um, I'd love to talk to some you know, strong men in particular. I feel like as men, we don't really discuss topics like, like these, shame and stuff like that much very often. So it'd definitely be a powerful thing to bring bring to the group. Anyway, y'all, get in the elevator, signing off for the day. Peace, love, and blessings to you all. Have a beautiful rest of your day and rest of your week ahead. And I will see y'all on the next episode. Peace and love.